Leah, if you had to describe your dyke look in like a sentence or a phrase, what would you say? I think off the top of my head, I would say low femme with some instances of like cat eyes and baseball caps. Oh, what about you? Um, describe my look in a word, I would say black. <laughs> Fair. Uh, to expand, probably uh, skinny jeans, t-shirts with the sleeves cut off, usually with the band on them. And if it's chilly out, a leather jacket. So kind of like a little bit of a low-key goth, or do you not even want to go enter that territory? I don't think I'm grand enough for goth. Like, like just like grunge with goth colors. Cool. <laughs> groth. Groth. A little groth, if you will. <laughs> Mark McGroth. That's <laughs> my, my new DJ name. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So yeah, hi everyone, welcome to this episode of Lesbians Are Miracles. As you can tell, today we will be talking about dyke looks. Dyke looks, dyke fashion, dyke style, dyke accessories. <laughs> and there's a lot of ground to cover here, as there often is, but we're going to try and drill down on the real hot topics, and then if we've missed anything, please write in and let us know, and maybe we can cover those other hot topics in a separate episode. Absolutely. I um, I always think it's funny when people come out and like kind of immediately change their look to like be like, "Hi, like I'm here. I'm queer." Yes. <laughs> and like, I would like a beer. <laughs> Welcome to my new look. Like before I came out, I feel like. My, like, coming-of-age look and current look are very similar, but there was, like, a couple years right before I came out where I, like, really tried to, like, maybe, like, femme, not even femme it up, but, like, kind of femme it up or uh-huh. just, like, straighten it up, I guess. Like, I wore, like, like it was, like, the era straighten of, it up. Like, the era of flares, and I would have, like, flares. It was, like, early 2000s, and I'd wear, like, flares and a tube top. <laughs> that could read either way, though. I guess in the early 2000s, that's pretty But it's straight. not It's not my look. Yeah, I, yeah, a know. tube top. It took me a second to process that, and then yeah, I was like, well. my, my My look as a 13-year-old and a 33-year-old are a lot more similar than, like, Either of those are to my look as like a 19 or 20 year old. I've seen pictures of early Jill and what I remember is a lot of necklace action going (laughs) on. Like you had the puka shells, you had some hemp, you Mm -hmm. had some like, I don't know, like lock chains in there. Like intricate beadwork that I bought at Penn Station in like 1997. There was like, 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 like other countries with like stalls, like, like that would just like sell like beads from like these countries like in like the Caribbean or like other continents and I was like that's nice that I would just wear like a shit ton of necklaces yeah and that to me read not necessarily gay but definitely you're in high school and you're the alternative chick oh, like yeah. you're not conforming to the preppy mainstream style I remember when I was in high school to rewind this back many fucking years <laughs> there were like the preps and then the goths and the punks and the yeah. ska kids and when I was in middle school I was a ska kid I was wearing checker tights <laughs> and wingtips to school and skanking down the aisle to save Ferris but In that sense, yeah, I was very sort of the alternative person at my school. And then similar to you in high school, I think, 
I just wanted to fly so much under the radar that I just had um, a preppy-ish kind of suburban style. And only very recently, as we discussed on a previous episode, have I started looking more gay. But Jill, it's interesting because when I met you, you definitely read as a gay woman to me, but you had long hair. Yeah, I, I mean, haircuts are so... It's a very loaded topic. It's it's a very it's. I mean, you could probably do a whole episode I'll on do a just whole haircuts. episode on haircuts. Yeah, and and people read. I I have gone from long hair to short hair, back to long hair, back to short hair, and um, I like myself with long hair. I like myself with short hair. I don't like the growing out phase. Yeah, it's the worst. Um, but yeah, people respond so differently to me depending on the length of my hair. Uh, it like. Like, men hit on me when my hair is long. They, like, don't go near me when my hair is Same. short. <laughs> I really realized that after I cut my hair off, I stopped kind of getting catcalled on the street in the way. Not that I was getting catcalled constantly all the time, but you could feel a shift in the way that men paid attention to you, I think, as a woman with long Absolutely. hair versus short hair. And I found when I cut my hair, whenever I go from long to short, I have to find the right person to do it because if they don't understand queerness or queer styles you can yeah. very well walk out of there with the Kate Goslin. <laughs> You've said this to me before. Yeah it's my biggest fear so like I, I make a point to try and only go to queer hairstylists that really get it and I can say like I don't want to I don't want people to turn their heads and be like who's the new mom at the gym I want them to be like who's the new dyke at the bar. Oh like, totally <laughs> I love that of yeah. course. And it's it's a delicate balance and I do not want one of those like I mean, no offense to moms out there, but I don't want one of those cuts. You know, like when, like, a mom, like, in my so-called life, when Patty Chase cut all her hair off. Yeah. And then, like, her husband made her feel bad. <laughs> and, like, I don't want that haircut, but also, like, poor Patty Chase. Yeah, fuck Patty Chase's husband. Yeah, right? Oh, he, what? Oh, anyway. Evolve, Mr. Chase. <laughs> anyway, it's interesting, too, because for you, you've come out and you've had long hair and short hair and long hair again. And I came out and had long hair for a really long time and cut it off two years ago and... I can't see myself ever having long hair again. I probably will. But I think because in my natural state as a person with long hair, I might read as a little less gay. So for me, having short hair is, well, I don't want to say it's more important to my identity, but it does sort of factor into how I present to the world, which I'm kind of always conscious of, I guess, as a gay woman. Yeah. I think it's it's interesting how like, dyke haircuts have evolved through time like there was a time when it was like maybe that time might have been the 80s and like many dykes were rocking mullets like it was Damn, like so yeah, hot yeah totally. and then there was like an early 2000s kind of like asymmetrical like messy thing going on there was like the justin bieber like, like the shame kind look. of the early shame mm-hmm. kind of like tegan and sarah yes yeah okay yeah a lot and of asymmetry yeah going on now there. we see a lot of like the side shaves a lot of undercuts uh-huh. um things like that uh you you rock like a cute pixie i like I your hair cute, do you on yeah you? i have a pixie i do love a good undercut i don't know that i could ever pull it off and i've shaved the sides of my head before and then it very quickly grew out grew out but my mom was always like oh it looks too harsh on you you look too hot (laughs) which made me kind of self-conscious and want to grow it back out again but I love that look on other queer women I think that's a shaved part of the head is incredibly sexy I see I go back and forth like I think there are some women who will just like they'll have long hair and then just like shave a part of the side as like a <laughs> shortcut to edginess, but like the rest of the look 
they like they don't catch up the rest of the look to it and it yeah. doesn't work and it's like no no like don't like yeah commit to, like, yeah yeah you gotta go all in on this stuff um and like like it, it's it's so interesting how people like are so adamant like I only like long haired women or I only, you know things That's like that so weird and to, yeah I always think it's not like. It's not the length of the hair. Like, it's not the haircut. It's how you wear it. Totally. And, like, I... Like, we both have short hair. I would not look good with your cut. And, like, I don't think you'd look good with my cut. No. And, and it has nothing to do with short hair or not. It's about a look. And it's about confidence and just sort of inhabiting... Being able to inhabit what you're working with, knowing that it's representative of you. And, I guess, the most complete way that it can be. In elementary school, just... To go off on a tangent really quickly because this just came to mind and I always thought it was so crazy and gross. I used to have all these friends who had really long hair and in elementary school, like, I cut my hair a lot. I had a lot of page boys, which, you know, should come as no surprise to anybody. <laughs> but there were always, always these girls who's like dads disallowed them to cut off their long hair. And it was Ooh. sort of a decision that their dads were making. I was like, that is such like weird form of ownership over your daughter's body who fucking cares I mean, that's like that like that duggar family <laughs> you know, like, like the yes. movement and totally like, they like i think they i i could be wrong but i feel like like the patriarch of that family makes Blech. the women like have like a per like some kind of like body wave perm especially on. in the bangs yeah it, yeah it's always like a really stringy fringe <laughs> oh no well, thank God that's not a common die cut. Thank God that is not a common die cut. And I think a lot of people equate just having short hair with being a dyke and being a dyke with having short hair. Remember that scene in the beginning of The L Word? And this is going to just come up <laughs> as a haircut. frame of reference. <laughs> well, Jenny's haircut. But before that, oh. when Jane and Shenny... Jane and Shenny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're off to a great start. When Shane and Jenny are living in the house and they let that gross guy move in who ends Whoa. up filming them, Mark. Wasn't that his name? That was his name. I remember, so Jenny is just coming into her own as like, if you even can ever call Jenny a lesbian, and that is definitely a conversation for another day. But Jenny and Mark, it's really late at night and they're watching Shane and Alice and whomever Shane is dating at the time and other dykes break into Bet and Tina's pool and go skinny dipping. And there's a line... That Mark says to Jenny, it's like, you can just tell they're so cool. I think it's in part because of their haircuts. And that always stuck in my head when I was a little baby dyke and just came out that I had really long hair and it was sort of nondescript. And I didn't read as gay because I didn't have cool haircuts like the people in the L word. And keep in mind at the time it was the early 2000s. So those were cool haircuts. They still kind of translated and didn't look, I don't know, like archaic, but it's something I, I always equated. And I think a lot of people always equate is like being a lesbian with having short hair. Yeah, uh, they absolutely do. And it's a kind of, you know, poor femme invisibility. Not that you yeah. can't, you, not that femmes only have long hair or butches can. I have tons of butches I know with long hair. Totally. Uh, and I'm kind of a femme with short hair. Absolutely. It, but, but yeah, it's, it's a stereotype. It's a stereotype. Short hair equals lesbian. I get red way, I mean, I, I get red anyway, but I get red way more, I get red way more by the straight community yes. as, as gay. Like I always, like when I had long hair, I was like, of course I'm a dyke, but like <laughs> straight people don't always see it because they're like, oh, they well, she, don't want she has long hair. <laughs> yeah. 
But in we'll in, just ignore the fact that she's holding hands with a woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I will say though, like it is there is something a little empowering when you do chop off all your hair For because sure. there's just so much tied up in long hair and femininity and what it means to be a woman. And the first time I did chop my hair off, I was terrified, but it, it felt great. And I got all these compliments, like, by strangers. And I still do. When I get, like, a fresh haircut, like, I would never get compliments when I had long hair. But I get compliments every now and then on my hair. And it's 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 really nice. Like, it's cool when someone just, like, you don't know stops you and is like, oh, it's like, I love your hair. I was like, thank you. You do have great hair. Thank you. For all of you who can't see Jill, she's rocking an incredibly cute and dykey hairstyle. Thank you very much. And you should all troll her on Instagram and tell her how, she, how great she looks. <laughs> but I have a question. So when you first cut your hair as a gay woman, was it something you thought about a lot in advance? And to what yeah. degree did you think about it? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I had my own experience, but I want to hear what yours is. I thought about it for months. I, I, don't, know, I don't know the first thing that made me think I want to chop all my hair off. I don't remember that. But it was a, like a month-long process of me figuring out, like, like just thinking about it more and more and more that, yes, this is something I want to do. And I was, like, looking at blogs, like, of, like, dyke haircuts and, like, seeing, like, what kind of a dyke haircut I wanted <laughs> and, like, compiling screenshots. Like, so of I could, course. like, really, like, get a good idea. And it was, like, a, like a six-month-long process. And it was a time in my life, I had just turned 30 and a lot of things in my life were changing. Like uh -huh. I, I had I, I'd gotten a new job and I was moving up here and it was just like a really like transitional time in my life. So, um, so I decided I was going to get it cut. I decided who was going to do it for me. Um, and I was talking to <laughs> my best friend, um, a gay male friend of mine. It, like it was the weekend before... I was going to do it and I was hanging out with him and uh, we'd been drinking. It was Brooklyn Pride, I remember. And I was like, I'm getting, I'm getting it all chopped off on Friday. And he just had this like a visceral reaction. I don't think he thought about it. He was like, no. Really? And I, was like, I was like, you can't say this to me. I made the appointment. And like, and it was, he didn't mean to. It was just like, I, it was like really long. And I think it was, I was having a really you good hair day really that day. You did have really nice long hair. It was really pretty. It was always like perfectly straight. Yeah. Well, that, that took mane. work. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, you can't say that to me. You're my best friend. Like, the, like the the appointment has been made. This is happening. But then I chopped it off, and he loved it, and uh, and I love it too. Yeah, a lot of people said that to me. Well, I asked a couple of select people. I think you might have been one of them two years ago when I was going to chop my hair off, and people had different opinions. And for me, it was I think right after I turned thirty. Actually, maybe I was thirty-one. But so I had had long hair pretty much up until then. It was like varying lengths, but. I had bangs and I was growing them out and I was in a meeting at work and I had twisted my bangs back and I was holding them with a bobby pin and then I had my hair back in a ponytail and one of my colleagues said to me, when I first looked at you, I thought you had chopped off all your hair and it looked so good, you should just chop off all your hair and I had been thinking about it before that, but him saying that is sort of what seals the deal for me and then from the time he said that to the time I made an appointment, which was like two weeks after... It was almost like the first real instance of body dysmorphia that I've ever experienced because I would look in the mirror and see myself with long hair and just like 
knew that it desperately needed to come off. Like I've never felt such a visceral sense of wanting to change my image and having that tie into my identity. But there just got to a point where it was such a sort of mind body feeling and I knew I had to do it. And I hit up that hairdresser who we spoke about before who catfished me on Tinder. Did we speak (laughs) about her before? Did we end up cutting that out? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, she might be on a future episode. Um, We're still like friends to to this day. She's really great. But anyway, I hit her up um, and she did it. She's the first one who chopped it all off. And after that, I was like, I never want to have long hair ever again. Yeah, you, you, you look great with short hair. And when you mentioned it, I do remember you texting me and you were asking me like for advice for advice or something, and I, I said to you, um, load up on product because when yes. you like go from long to short for the first time, your hair kind of freaks out and you get lots of cowlicks. Totally, I remember telling you that. that I can't, is what I you can't said. remember. I think I gave you. I think I, I remember giving you two pieces of advice. One was like load up on product, and the other I don't remember what the other one was. I think you were like, oh damn, interesting idea, but maybe you were hesitant to be like, yes, go for it in case I ended up fucking. Oh hating yeah, it. it would be my fault. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like haircuts and there are all these cultural signifiers. And I think another one that's interesting for Dykes is formal wear. Uh huh. It's it's hard for me as someone who kind of is a little more androgynous to really like nail down a formal look because I don't feel comfortable in dresses, but I also don't feel comfortable in suits. Right. And, <laughs> and like. Something I noticed, it's, bow ties are very popular with dykes. I am not a bow tie dyke, though. Like, I, it's not me. It's not who I am. It's not my look. I was talking to my sister. I was at a <laughs> wedding last weekend. And, uh, and I had, like, picked out my, my dyke look, my formal dyke look. Can you tell us what it was for context? Yeah, it was it was it was pretty casual and I didn't realize that I was like kind of like in the wedding until a week before and I was just like oh, sweet. too late. Yeah. I already have my look. It was I had like really like nice like tight black skinny jeans and like my my formal my more formal boots and um a short sleeve button up. Oh cute. With a print of dinosaurs wearing sunglasses eating pizza. Oh, I know that shirt. Yeah. So that's what I wore and uh, <laughs> and I thought I looked super cute. And tucked in or tucked out? Out. Okay. Um, and I was talking to my sister about like how I landed on my outfit with the shirt bought from the little boys section of Old Navy. Of one of which you're wearing right yeah, now. Yeah, right? yeah, boys large. Got them for super cheap. It's great. And they fit yeah. like a dream. Thank you, Old Navy. Send us free shit if you want. We'll take yeah, it. send me lots of boys' larges, please. Yeah, they look great on her. <laughs> so I was talking to my sister about my conundrum anytime it's time to dress up. And this was before other wedding guests showed up. And I was like, you know, because I hate dresses, but like I hate ties. Like I don't want to wear like a tie and a blazer and like, you know, like dress like a boy. Because yeah. I'm not, you know, I don't, that's not me either. Totally. I, like I don't, I don't fall on either end completely. And... I was like, and also I was telling her about bow tie dykes, and I was like, so there's every this time thing. you say that, I think you're gonna say Botox dykes, and I'm like, what is a Botox? <laughs> that's I, that's what I'm gonna be in five years. Yeah, we can talk about that look later in the episode. <laughs> I actually I dated a Botox dyke. Oh my god. Okay. Well, <laughs> but, I'm making a note. I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> so I was like explaining to my sister about how like when it's time for a somewhat androgynous dyke to get formal, they always just rock <laughs> bow ties, and I am anti bow tie for me. I could never see you in a bow tie. No, it's just not my look. And 
literally like not like a half hour later the wedding guests show up and they're like multiple <laughs> dykes in bow ties <laughs> and I was like look look wait did you say where this wedding was taking place because I feel like that's important to oh it was in Oakland California so yeah of course so, yeah there were, so there were multiple bow tie dykes I feel like I kind of like looked at them and they looked at me and they were like, where's your bow tie? <laughs> I'm like, I don't own a bow tie. Maybe I'll be a bolo dyke. I think you could be a really good bolo dyke or like maybe, I mean, I don't know what you want to do. And so far as fashion is concerned, personally, I think you would look cool with like a really long skinny tie, like a musician from the 1950s, like that thing you do kind of like mod black skinny oh, tie. Oh, a mod, mod, mod formal dyke look could, yeah, could be cute. Yeah, I think that yeah. would be really cute on you. Yeah, it's just formal wear is hard for queer people because it's so gendered. Of course. And that and that's that's where you come into the, like the what the fuck am I going to wear to this? I don't I don't know cuz you're more femme leaning, so I don't know if you ever yeah. like think about that stuff. I or... don't. It's never necessarily, I mean not even necessarily. It's never made me uncomfortable to put on a dress. I guess I don't want to say I'm lucky in that regard, but I know always... trust me, you are well, yeah, growing up. Right. Really yeah. Did. Of course. Um it's like that's a privilege in its own sense, but I never felt uncomfortable in a dress. I ne- I still don't feel uncomfortable in a dress. I like getting dressed up in a dress, but I do, I'm always conscious of, I think I'm hyper-conscious of whether or not I read as gay because I want to, and oftentimes I don't think I do. Yeah. Um, femme invisibility. Yeah, femme invisibility. It's a very real thing, so... You know, that's always it's the kind flip of, side. Yeah, exactly. And that's always kind of factored into my getting dressed up um, for that kind of event. But it's not a source of anxiety for me. Like, I know it is for more androgynous or butch-leaning queer people or people who are, especially people who are trans or gender non-conforming or, thing like, or things like that. Like, I think you raise a really good point in that when you're getting dressed up for a formal event, first of all, there's a good chance that there's going to be a lot of people outside of your social circle there, whether that be like maybe family who doesn't accept you or just people who you don't know. So you're scared of how you read or conscious of reading and passing maybe in some regard. And then those choices are always so gendered, which is interesting. It's something that I never really had to think about. But Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny if you like flip it around because the sister that I was talking to about bow tie dykes, she actually wore a tuxedo to her senior prom. That's cool. Like she like and she's she's not queer. She's Oh really? Yeah, no. She she's I mean she's just cool and like was just like I don't wanna wear a gown and I wanna wear a tux. Hell yeah. So she went she had a boyfriend at the time, but she still went stag. Her I boyfriend love was like that. two years younger than she was and she's like, nah, I'm go- I'm going to this alone. What a fucking badass. Yeah, and she just like rented a tux, like a dude tux, and wore it wore it to prom. Hell yeah. And it's funny because her her dyke little sister, I wore like a like long luxurious gown I had multiple people telling me like in a backhanded kind of compliment way like you clean up nice yeah (laughs) you should put on dresses more often yeah this is so traumatizing for me actually because that was like my last gasp at like trying to be like straight not just straight but pretty yeah like I never felt pretty and like I felt like I you know like 
back then it was like you're either pretty or you're ugly and I didn't want right. to be ugly so I was like well I'm gonna try and be pretty see and I was, was gonna like, say you're either pretty or you're handsome but that's just because that's where we are now I guess but that's the thing I don't want to be pretty or handsome yeah like I want to be like cute and sexy yeah oh yeah totally <laughs> like, I think I don't feel sexy to be I mean, anyway sexy. I do feel sexy yeah. I don't feel I don't feel handsome and I also don't no, feel you're... pretty I don't think I'm either of those you are cute and sexy thank you you're and welcome that's what I'm going for well you're pulling it off really well <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> but like the other, like, another thing when it comes to dyke looks is, like, like I guess I mentioned my sister in a tux at prom, which which is badass and cool. It's so badass and cool. And, uh... Is that the feminist poet sister? No, that's that's my other sister. Wow, what a great group of people. <laughs> there are some interesting things going on in your family. I love, I love my Props family. Props to your mom. I love, I love my family and I love my fam. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Same. <laughs> but, like, do you ever notice that sometimes, like... A lot of queer fashions kind of like, net, like, like, kind of like blend into the straight, like, mainstream. Like, I'll sometimes see a girl wearing, like, with a haircut or with clothes that I associate with lesbians. And then, like, mm-hmm. I'll find out she's straight. And I'm yeah. like, excuse me. Yeah, me how too. dare you wear that thumb ring? I was cruising you what on are the those street. What those Birkenstocks on thumb for? Ring. <laughs> or, yeah. And it's interesting. I think that happens a lot in New York, too. And I think, well, only because people are, like, paying attention to their fashion, maybe in a different way. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, like, make broad stroke assumptions, but... Um, I'll often see a woman with like really short hair and like combat boots on. I'm like, oh, look at that really fucking cute girl. Like I'm going to like make eye contact with eye contact with her when I'm walking down the street. And then lo and behold, she has a boyfriend and it's always like a little bit hard crushing because (laughs) there aren't a lot of good gay women out there. It no. seems like it. I know. Oh, I'm like, no, there aren't. (laughs) So like, what do you, like, what are like like pieces of clothing like signifiers like we already mentioned thumb rings <laughs> thumb rings which is something that i never knew before but i wear thumb rings all the time i, I didn't like know it was older, a dyke I, thing i think that's like a 90s dyke thing really like, I'm not, i don't know if like dykes now wear thumb rings but i know it was one of those like how do i figure out if she's gay or not things really? back in the 90s and thumb rings were for one of them. Just like when in the 90s men used to only pierce one ear. Yes. The, and the like single, left is right. Was that the, what the No, it was? it was right. It was a single single earring on your right ear meant you were gay. Right. But people used to say left is right, like right meaning like straight. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I've, I'm sad that I do. <laughs> but yes. Oh, see? Maybe I was a little... I don't know. I guess I missed the boat on I'm that. a little too old. Uh, <laughs> That's not what I was well, trying to what say. What about Birkenstocks? You're aware that Birkenstocks are very dikey. Yes, I'm aware that Birkenstocks are very dikey. I have to say, I grew up in Coventry, Rhode Island, and everybody there was like, especially when I was in high school and then in college, I also went to college in Rhode Island, Everyone was like a goddamn deadhead fish fan hippie. So again, there was a lot of crossover between like, are you a fucking deadhead or are you a lesbian or both? Like, where is the shaded area in the Venn diagram? I'm trying to understand your Birkenstocks, but it was always like, you know, the line was... In Rhode Island, the line, and amongst my circle of friends, the line was very blurred. 
Largely, I do recognize that Birkenstocks are like a form of dyke shoe wear. And Tavis. I had once teased a woman Tavis. about her Tavis. You know those Tavis sandals? Yeah, I thought they were called Tivas. Tivas. Okay, Tivas. Oh, no. I, I thought Maybe it was they like are a, called Tivas. I was just thinking, I'm like, is it a regional thing? Like, <laughs> well, we grew up in like more or less the same region. I mean, you're New England. I'm yeah. Jersey. Um, whatever those fucking sandals are, I had once teased a straight woman about her wearing them, made her a dyke, and then, like, she made a move on me, and we ended up hooking up. And she, in part, implied, like, I had put the idea in her head by making fun of her fucking Tevas. Note to self. (laughs) Literally, like, anything, I'm gonna just, like, any article of clothing on a woman I find attractive... I'm just going to like... Are you sure you're not gay? Look at your goddamn shoes. (laughs) I'll be like, those leg warmers are incredibly lesbian right (laughs) now. Leg warmers. (laughs) Who the hell is wearing leg warmers? Well, it's just September 2nd, so no one's wearing leg warmers yet. There you go. It's going to get cold. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. I know flannels get associated with dykes. That, That... as as a as a groth as a, as, as someone a who, is, who is into grunge, <laughs> I I've always had a lot of flannels in my, in my uh, closet. But again, for me, like a very sort of slippery slope between like, are you a stoner who like now takes a bunch of acid and spends all of your money on fish tour, or a lesbian? Like I what? dated her. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> you dated the shaded area in the fence. <laughs> I did the Botox dyke. I did. <laughs> I can't wait to hear more about all of this shit. But we want to stick this, to the topic from now on because, okay, so flannels, Birkenstocks, what else? Well, I mean, if you get like beneath the clothing, like there's always like bo- boy underpants. Boy underpants, I like. I, I, I do love sometimes those. I, wear I mostly when wear I am going out on a date and I think like it's going to be a good date. I'll throw on <laughs> some boy underpants. Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. Um, Doc Martens, again, can go like so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. It depends paired with what, maybe. Yeah. Hats. Dykes wear hats, I'd say, at a much larger, much higher rate than straight women. That's true. Like, th- there are tons of dykes and hats out there. Yes. I didn't start wearing hats really until I caught my hair. But that was also because of the way they fit. And I was Same. like, do I shove my ponytail out the back like some 90s.com millionaire? Like, no, Only that's have, not like, a cool. sweater tied around your shoulders. Yeah, did you ever see that intervention episode with Lainey who made like all of this money in the dot-com boom and she had that cat putty tat Ashworth oh, that she would they, like, like ride in a limo, limo like yes. 13 hours to rehab. And she chugged like tons of Malibu rum every day. Aww. I know, it was really sad. But when I think of a hat, a ponytail going out the back of a hat, <laughs> that I think of Lainey, like that 90s, like, wealth yuppie. So that wasn't ever my look. But yeah, when I cut my hair, I started to wear a lot of hats. You never wear hats. I do. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do when I have short hair. Um, not every How day. How do I miss this? I don't know. There's that one hat you always say you like that I wear. It's like that old, like, kind of like 90s print Quicksilver hat. Damn, you're so right. With, like, the brim flipped up. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so sorry. I wear that. I do like a lot of skull caps in the winter. Yes. Um, oh, I see. I was thinking of like baseball caps specifically. Caps? Yeah. yeah. Was, I don't. I don't do a fedora. Uh, oh I, God. I okay. So let's stop right there I because. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like fedora dykes. Whatever. I'm just gonna say it, and maybe we can edit it out later, and maybe not because no. this is my opinion, and it's something that I'm entitled to. Like fedora dykes and bow tie dykes, it's sort of <laughs> the same kind of thing. Do you not agree? Am I like off base here? Well, I Am agree I being an that, asshole? No, I 
I agree in that they're both accessories that I don't see working for my particular look, but yes, I see, okay, thank I you. see many dykes, dykes adopting them into their personal looks. Exactly. And um, sometimes it works. Oftentimes it does not. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say they, they're so popular that maybe more people... It's like the shaving the side of your head. Yeah. Like, you have to, like, really commit with the whole look. You can't just pop a fedora on That's and true. go out the door. I like that you said popular and pop because <laughs> one fedora dyke... And this is a fictional fedora dyke. I wonder if you can get... You are going to guess where I'm heading with this. Who pulled off the fedora like nobody I've ever seen. Carmen Sandiego. Well, Poppy from the L word. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Poppy was, a, yeah. She, she had, like, it, the yeah. fedora, and she was, like, always, like, in a club, and they were playing, like, Cuban music. Oh, yeah, and she, she was, like, making kind of all the margaritas. Her. Yeah, it was always, like, tilted very sharply forward, oh, yeah. and she had a wife beater and suspenders, and it was, like, yeah. everybody thought, wanted to fuck her because of that fedora. Yes, and she's someone that rocks it. And committed, in, to your yes, point. She 100%, committed fully to that one. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what are some other, like, dyke hats? There's, like, the fedora. I'm like, is there, like, a straw hat that dykes? <laughs> no, I don't know, per se. There's, like, the snapbacks you see a lot of. The snapbacks uh, you see a lot of. Those hats, can be cute. And this is a good segue into another piece of dyke fashion that we wanted to talk about. Like, hats that say, that, like, include some proclamation of queer pride, I think are always <laughs> like your popular. Like, ball cap that says clit on Yeah, it, like, or my like ball the cap one with that the taco on it on that it. you're currently wearing. Exactly, yes. <laughs> and I think that's big in dyke fashion. It certainly is for me. Like, I have so many hats and t-shirts that have sayings of, like, dykeness or lesbianism or pride on them. And that's, like, really become... That was my summer 2018 look, I think, more than any sort of article of clothing or style, like, gay-ass t-shirts. Yeah. If you're a femme who's worried about femme invisibility, that is a perfect cure for that right like the big dyke energy t-shirts that we made yeah and then i wore one walking down the street one time and i was like oh this is kind of dangerous also well you know somebody like me gets a sense of i have a choice of whether or not to be out kind of based on what i dress and i as much as i want to make that choice and present in a certain way i do also have the privilege of walking down the street and like being able to blend in and not be noticeable so when you are wearing a shirt that says something like big dyke energy and you see the way people look at you i mean sometimes you're surprised by the feedback and sometimes it's exactly what you would expect but you know it's all sort of a consideration i guess yeah like something something about dyke looks that i don't think uh straight people have to worry about as much is um being in a couple because I don't know with when straight people are in a couple you're not always thinking like oh like his look is so different than her look because they look different anyway right because it's a guy and a girl and so with two dykes I I always get a quick kick out of what I call like twin twin dykes like it's a couple but like they are basically twins oh my god like, like they have the same dyke look like the same dyke haircut like and I like and I've never been I'm not attracted to like my twin like I, I think she's cute but like, right I usually Give her props I prefer a more I prefer being in what I call a complimentary lesbian couple and like not complimentary as like we're being like left on a pillow at a hotel but complimentary in that like my look and her look makes sense when we're together like right like I've like, I dated someone 
who like also wore a lot of black, but would like maybe wear like dresses or something. Totally. And like, so I felt like we looked good together and separately. And it but you weren't sense. like jacking one another's swag or anything. No, like that. no. And we couldn't, we couldn't really borrow each other's clothing. Exactly. That's, I think, an important sort of measure. Are you in a relationship with somebody whose clothes you would borrow or not? And like uh. size aside, I guess, like just in a perfect, I mean, say you're dating somebody who's the exact same size as you. Is their fashion as such or, you know, that you would wear what they wear or would you like never, ever fucking do it? Yeah. I've been in both kinds of relationships, I think, but more in the relationships where I would and have borrowed the person I was dating's clothes. I've been in both. Um, even when I, I wouldn't borrow someone, the person I was dating, like go like leaving the apartment looks, I always like end up stealing like a t-shirt or that's a hoodie. That's different though. Point. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> like I've ended up with multiple exes underwear. But you know what I mean? Like, would you wear like a dress that they wore Absolutely to work not. Oh, also to work. Absolutely not. Yeah. No. See, I tend to be attracted to people who I guess are similar to me in the way they present to the world. Like not like super femmes, but like I'm attracted to more, I think probably more feminine leaning people as opposed to like more butch lesbians. But that said, I've been attracted to more butch leaning people too. Yeah. I mean, I've seen you be attracted to both. That's true. Um, You're right. But yeah, I, I've, I've, I've dated from various parts of the uh, gender presentation spectrum. I, I usually go for, for fem, more feminine women yeah. now. Now I do. Uh, I haven't always. But yeah, so usually they'll be wearing dresses every day and I have no intention of ever wearing them unless it's like we're like I'm like giving her a laugh and we're like playing Halloween. dress up yeah where I'm like look what I'm wearing <laughs> isn't this funny and it is actually it's usually it's a fun way to spend a rainy Sunday yeah no doubt I would imagine so would you be ever be like in a twin couple well my you... first ever girlfriend's name rhymes with mine her first name <laughs> and we were both like short brown-haired Italian women from Rhode Island who were in, like, creative writing nonfiction programs. But, like, looks-wise, did you have, like... Uh, yeah. I mean, I had, like, long hair and she had a bob, but she was, like, a little more... Dressed a little more androgynously than me. I was definitely more femme than her. Okay. But, I mean, there were a lot of similarities there. Yes. I think, you know, in a lot of ways... She but is somebody I felt really safe being in a relationship because it was my first ever girlfriend and I was like 24 and that was so scary for me. So probably at the time I was more inclined to seek familiarity in a significant other in a way that I might not have to now. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I dated someone and we... When, when we started dating, our looks were a little more similar. Like she was like really like casual, hippie and like... I guess like I was at the most of that towards that and hippie I, than I ever was like a hippie grungy kind of thing. Yeah, like like ripped jeans and letters like a, to Cleo T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> and we we looked physically very different, and we always like 
didn't like getting our picture. Like we, we could never find a good couple picture of us because we looked so different. And as, as our relationship really? progressed, I like my look evolved kind of to where it is right now, which is not remotely what her look was. It was like usually like, you know, she's like a hippie, like jam band t-shirt, yeah. like some like, I don't know, like, you know, big, big pant, like khaki pants, like nice. Birkenstocks. Like, yeah. Birkenstocks, bandana. Uh-huh. Um, and Hat. That. Beanie? Yeah, like cap sometimes. Yeah, and, and a beanie sometimes. Hacky sack in her back pocket. Yeah, pretty Hella much. joints. Yeah. Like joint yep. behind her ear. <laughs> I yeah, see you. But like like cat ca- like real like casual hippie and like my look like kind of veered pretty far from that. And to this, like we have like no like I dated this person for five years and there are like no pictures of us That's as so a couple weird. because like we looked so different than any that any time someone would take a picture of us. We were like, nah, it doesn't look good. That doesn't yeah. look good. And like, it kind of makes me feel bad because like the relationship, like when it was great, it was great. You totally. know, like there's no. Reason. You always speak of this person like really well. Oh yeah, she's awesome. But uh, but then like, the relationship I had after like. I would always like we like we would always like get pictures back and we're like oh like we look so good together mm-hmm. <laughs> like 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 we're the, we're the same height and like yeah, our looks complement each other yeah. and like so it's funny how that stuff works out and like I have to say like fashion is now something that makes me attract to someone I want someone I want someone with like a look of like a strong sense of self and like they know how to dress themselves and like. They, they like the way they look and they're deliberate in how they look. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's shallow, but I... I don't think so. It's, some, it's something I, I, I find attractive, and I, I didn't even realize I find it attractive. Like, it more so than a lot of physical features. Like, you can... Like, I don't care, like, brown, blondes versus brunettes or whatever about that, but I like someone that's, like, kind of, like, a little fashion-forward, if not that, but just, like, really, like, confident in their look. Interesting. That's like never necessarily a factor for me, I don't think. But I like people for weird fucking reasons. You know, <laughs> sense of style is not, it is not what first attracts me to a person. I've liked not some like whack ass people, <laughs> <laughs> but like people who like I certainly never expected to have feelings for. And like, you know, given everything everybody knows about the laws of attraction that like I probably shouldn't have had feelings for like it was anomalous in many regards and it's just because they had like crazy not crazy but really different personalities and backgrounds I think like a lot of the time people's like backstories are what attract me to them which is interesting oh, I guess a as a writer yeah you're so literary <laughs> I don't even need to but I'm like <laughs> what made you the way you are now and there's something different and interesting about you like you are set apart in just the presentation of yourself and I want to find out more about like what makes you tick wow you're so deep no i mean i don't even need to be and that is like we veered very far off off topic um okay i feel another important element and one that us living in the northeast need to discuss in this episode is outerwear and yeah dyke related outerwear especially now it's september 2nd but i already said to you i'm no, ready for it to be fucking freezing no. i've worn my jean jacket a couple of different times when it was too hot to do so just because i love the way it looks so jill i know you have some really kind of dyke specific outerwear that you look forward to putting on when That's the weather true. grows seasonably cold enough to justify such decisions or just when i like get on the subway in the summer yeah uh, yeah, I mean, when I, when it when it, as far as outerwear goes, 
I hate winter because like it's just like a big puffy coat and I feel like I can't really like express myself in a big puffy so coat. So goddamn true. Like, it's it like really a sleeping sucks. bag that goes down to your Yeah, feet. and it's like I like I feel like I can't like show someone who I really am. Like if I show up on a first day and I'm just like wearing a big puffy coat, this they don't me. know they don't know who As I am. As a really quick aside, I have a super quick question because it just popped into my head. Do you wear a puffy coat while riding your bike in the winter slash do you ride your bike in the winter? When uh, it's like that goddamn cold or no? Uh, not really. I might actually this winter, but I, I have worn my, my puppy coat like in November and yeah. ridden my bike. Okay. Um, or like March. Yeah. Yeah, I do. But, um, so I love, I have like a, like a black leather, like, like motorcycle jacket and I like, I love it. It's one of my prized possessions. Uh, I, I, I will be very upset if I ever lose it, which I wouldn't let that happen. You should sew Not a label it. into it, like, if found, please yeah. return. I'm like, can I insure it somehow? You probably can. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll do that. So there's that. Am Wait, I... really quick. Are there any pins or patches on that leather jacket? I don't want to fuck up the jacket, okay. no. I would, in theory, I've thought about it, and I've, I've had other leather jackets that are kind of like trashy like garbagey that like yeah. aren't like nice and expensive like that For sure. one those I've put pins on I do however my other like fall spring jacket is uh <laughs> which is very dikey and I bought it because I kind of wanted to like feel like the coolest stoner boy in high school so it was one oh of those like oh my god dumb... I feel like that could be your that's a really good aesthetic too it, it kind of I feel like that's what I is your aesthetic yeah that's kind of what I want to be we figured like, it out yeah like the that like cool 17 year old stoner boy in high school <laughs> that's, that's cracks that's the goddamn Adam uh, <laughs> <laughs> is one of those uh denim jackets with like the wool lining love that I put pins on yeah I, I have this one pin that says be gay on it Great. Like, just like a command. Like, yeah. You. You reading this. Be gay. So I put that on, on my uh, <laughs> wool-lined <laughs> denim jacket. <laughs> what about you? you? You rock some pins, I know. I rock and some, some pins and some denim. I feel like a denim jacket is a really good canvas for like expressing your queerness, right? Or just yeah. like whatever sort of radical beliefs that you might hold, I think. A lot I also of like the green army jacket. Yeah, I, have one of those. I need those one good. of those. Those are um, a lot of dykes have those, and I think I don't think I've ever seen a dyke wearing that jacket and thought that doesn't work for her. No, like, me neither. Every dyke looks good and like <laughs> and like going to like the army army navy store <laughs> and getting a jacket. note to self: get a green denim jacket um, this fall. But I personally have five denim jackets, which is so many more denim jackets wow. than anybody needs to have. One I inherited from my grandma. It's from Chico's. It's like, fits me like really boxy, but I feel like I always have to keep it. It's really cute. And it's like that certain kind of like island vacation dyke that I want to evolve into being with like the rolled up sleeves. Like I'm rich enough to just work in the garden all day. Sort of like Ina Garten, but queer. Anyway, I have that Chico's Oh my God, that's going to be your like old dyke look. I know. I'm so excited. Like linen pants with like the... (laughs) Maybe we should talk about what we want our old dyke looks to yes. be. I feel like we already are. Oh, yeah. But just really quickly, while we're still on the denim jacket topic, my denim jacket, I have one like really special one. I actually got it at TJ Maxx last year, but it was from The Gap. It was $12.99. You got it from your ex-girlfriend, TJ I got Max. it from my ex-girlfriend, TJ Maxx. <laughs> yeah, I stole it from my, my ex-girlfriend, TJ Maxx. Um, I still have a very, you know, torrid relationship with TJ Maxx. She'll never be out of my life completely. But that's the one I put all of my pins on. So right now I have a pin on it that says Les. One of like a mouth with its tongue out that I think our dear friend Jory gifted me. And then I have one that my brother and his girlfriend just gave me for my birthday that says Not Your Baby. And they also gave me for our birthday because I'm a twin. 
it's not mine, it's ours. Um, this patch that I'm going to iron on into the back of it, it's like a manicured hand with like sharp pointy nails, which is like, this wasn't made by a lesbian because like the hand is going into like this beautiful flower. It's like she's fingering the flower, but she also has really sharp pointy nails, which like not most lesbians are like actually having sex <laughs> have... It's just difficult to work around. Some can. Some can. I be able to. I mean, I have had, I, I've had those sometimes, but you have to be really careful of not hurting your partner. But anyway, insofar as like visual represent, representation is concerned, it's really sexy and I'm going to sew it onto the back of my jean jacket and then still wear the jean jacket to work because if they tell me not to, it's just like... I'm going to tell everybody how fucking homophobic you are. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So that's my jean jacket. And I feel like, I don't know, every good dyke probably has a denim jacket that they love. And they just feel like it's a second skin on them. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely have, have my, have the ones that I mentioned. I would love, I would love someone to chime in, some, some dyke (laughs) out there to let me know, like, how to like wear like a winter coat. And like still look feel, cool. Yeah, like still like really still feel make your dyke other up. dykes want to fuck. Because I'm always cold. I don't want to be cold, but no. like I also don't want to look bad. Like I, I don't want to look boring, and I just feel I feel really boring like in the winter. Basic. That yeah, that's why I like the summer because I can just like let it all hang Express out. Express yourself precisely. So if anybody has any ideas, I feel like the solution might be like who wants to dress me for the winter? I don't know. Maybe we could have Nikki. My cousin, Nikki Otoff, at Nikki Otoff, at Meltdowns and Mugshots, has an amazing business, and he's this incredibly gifted and brilliant painter where he can, like, just paint whatever fucking portrait you want onto the back of a jacket. And what I would love is a long winter coat, and I know it might be difficult because they're usually, like, that vinyl material, but mm. I would love Mariska Hargitay <laughs> painted onto the back of, like, a okay. long winter coat that goes Note down to, to my ankles. Or my long leather leather trench coat that my dear beautiful friend Jory also gifted me could potentially be a really good candidate for like a full back length Mariska Hargate painting. Mm. What about like dykes and their their bags or how how like dyke storage how how we how we bring our things around with us yeah. like our toothpaste and vibrators when we're you know leaving the house because that's Shit what that, that that's what lesbians do yeah that's what we always have in our wallets tampons you know. <laughs> yeah what else would we even bring i bring lipstick but not ever are you no. a chapstick girl yeah 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 Sh- throw yeah. some chapstick in there um so i like i use purses i love a cute purse um and tote bags a lot I will never, ever, ever wear a purse. Uh, <laughs> I have a tote that I love, but even sometimes totes feel like... I was going to ask you that, actually. I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Like, I have a tote that, like, I just really like the print on it. I think it's really cool. So I, I like, do bring that out sometimes. But I'm, I don't love a tote. I, I do wear a backpack. Because it's just, like, pursy. Yeah, it's a little too pursy. It's like a casual purse. It's, like, almost too, too like close to purse for me but I can, I can still do it and yeah. I, I like if I, if I just like want to switch things up I'll bring that tote out I, I do rock a backpack a lot but that's more functional yeah like and it's I also, ride my bike everywhere so I need like 
to have that. It can be hard as a New Yorker to putting all your shit in a backpack. Yeah. Because when you're going to get on the train, you if it's not in your pocket, you have to like whip it off and do an annoying thing. Yeah. Well, I I'm a, a definitely a pockets girl. I I have like the dyke the dyke uh, carabiner with the keys. I love that look. That's, That's so cute. I just love a good keychain attached to a belt loop. I mean, that it's we really could talk hot. about that for hours. Well, like, please, this, if you have a, shit to say about it, I encourage no. It's you. just such a common dyke thing that I had no idea was a common dyke thing, and I like I just independently like did that on my own and then I like was, that's crazy was told apparently there's like a whole song I never I never saw the play Funhouse but there's like a whole song fun about home. it in fun oh there <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well apparently there's like a whole song about like that uh-huh I don't um, remember that song, but I believe you. Yeah, and and so yeah, so I have I have my keys clipped on one belt loop, and, and that then, helps you with your bike shit too. Yeah, and then I have my uh, wallet chain, so I have that chained on. So there's lots of like jingling and jangling going on. I love on. it, and everything is like very accessible and convenient. You yeah, can get what you need, and then at I'll any just time. put my phone in my other pocket. Um, Function is taking precedence over form but not even really because no, it looks because, really yeah, goddamn that's cool. the thing I, like, I'm into I love the, that I'm into the form of it like I yeah. like the way the chain looks I like the way the keys look like, totally I mean I mostly do wear it for, for yeah it's, it is really fashionable I totally take that back do you wear a chain wallet I should know this because I see you all the time but do you wear it like 100% of the time most of the time uh, where, what, what factors into the decision like give it to us I wear it most of the time I feel like it's more about what kind of a look I'm going for, if I'm uh-huh. being honest. Um, and it also prohibits me from putting too much shit in my wallet. I like that. That's so cool. so it, it serves many purposes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a bartender whose name I will not mention, but I have a huge crush on her, and she wears a chain wallet really well, too. So I don't know. It's just something that I always thought was sexy. My brother used to wear a chain wallet when we were like, 13 and 14 because I was ska and he was really punk, but it was like for different reasons. And well, maybe not. It's like a punk kind of thing to do. It's a look. I, the first time I saw one, I think it was on Uncle Jesse, early style of icon. Of course. And we're going to figure out a way to work Uncle Jesse into every, every single episode. fucking episode. Yeah. yeah. Until we can get John This Stamos is just like Uncle host. Jesse is a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where I learned about uh, chain wallets. And I was a kid and I always wanted one cool so i just went and got one awesome so <laughs> um well it looks fucking great on you so i'm really glad you did um i think one last topic that we wanted to cover especially because it's labor day labia, labia day. day weekend <laughs> Woo. and there are probably probably i don't know a good amount of people in new york that aren't from new york and a lot of people who are from New York, who are in other places. And I think it's fair to say that style style can be super regional and it's sometimes easy to know when somebody is from out of town based on kind of what they're wearing. And though, for example, we might be able to spot another lesbian in the wild, that lesbian might be an out-of-town lesbian. I'm like saying this wrong, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and sometimes... Have you ever heard of the game German or Dyke or something? There's no. a, are there, I think there's like a blog or it's like German <laughs> tourist or lesbian. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. And, no. and it was it was a re- I, I think it was a blog. I, it must have been ten years ago when I saw it, but it was it was just really funny and it was like. But I do feel like every time I see like an older Euro Dyke, there's always like a particular look and like. 
I never realize until I hear them talk and I'm like, oh, that's why. Like, like I should have known. It's like, like a, like a nice crisp polo shirt and some like pleated khaki shorts. Long shorts, like down to the knee shorts. Mid thigh shorts. Mid thigh shorts. Okay. And like some good tennis shoes. And like, you know, it's like the tennis shoes because they're walking around they're walking and around. they're like, I have to remember to pack tennis shoes and they call them tennis shoes or trainers. Trainers. I need, I yes. need to bring my trainers. Yeah. You can't walk around in New York unless you're wearing fucking trainers. And they have like this short haircut that's like almost like kind of Ken doll-ish. It's like really well like sculpted. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I have this image of like, like a, like a 40 something, 50 something Euro dyke. And I don't know. Her name's like Katya and like. Of course. <laughs> This is, you know, someone I've met in my dreams. Does the Euro Dyke, or maybe this is like the American out of town Dyke, is the Euro Dyke like wearing the Oakleys? Because I feel like there's also a type of, and I say out of town Dyke because we live in New York and I don't know, it's, it's easy to see people who are from out of town, whether or not they're gay and like tourists, your Where sneakers are giving you away. I don't know yeah. if you don't want to be mugged, like <laughs> maybe you don't care about being mugged. Maybe you won't be mugged, but you're, everybody knows a tourist by their sneakers. And I can usually tell somebody from out of town by like, they're wearing sneakers in a way that like, they probably wouldn't even wear them in their normal lives. Like, you know, the outfit is built around the wearing of the sneakers. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking about my ass. That is how I spot a tourist generally by use of their like, they're obvious use of sneakers, but there's also a certain out of town American dyke that's like the board plaid board shorts to the knees, Oakley wearing, like usually the Oakleys are a on some sort ponytail. of a chain, a tight ponytail. It's like giving them a headache. But you like, are describing they're doing it for the so culture. many Jersey dykes. Yeah, maybe maybe it is a Jersey dyke. I went to like Jersey Pride many years and uh, there's always like those dykes in like, yeah, like the board shorts. Sports bras, tight, tight pony. Sports Oakleys, bras, no shirts like, on. Yeah, throwing a frisbee or a football back. Usually and forth. like jacked kind yeah, of. Yeah, I always like they're like they're sport they're sporty dykes. I always classify them as sporty dykes. And I feel like sporty dykes as like a a type of dyke looks looks different maybe in New York City than any other part of town. So when like a sporty dyke from out of town comes, I'm just like you like. You're from New Jersey. I recognize your kind. Yeah. Yeah. You should be like playing that volleyball on Asbury Park right now or like singing karaoke at Georgie's. Exactly. But I don't know. I love and appreciate like a sporty out of town dyke. I hooked up with a sporty out of town dyke in the bathroom at Stonewall on the like 2012 Pride. That's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but you could tell immediately because of the Oakleys and the board shorts. But I could tell shorts. immediately because of the Oakleys and the board shorts. And it's really interesting to consider, I don't know, how dyke fashion presents itself in different parts of the United States and throughout the world. Because while I feel like there are probably, probably some obvious consistencies, the manifestation of how to express that... Um, it's probably di- a little bit different or a lot different everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I definitely get stares and looks when I travel. Me too. Like, just outside of the city. Like, anywhere that's not the city. Yeah, you also <laughs> look like a person that's from, like, a booming metropolis at the same time as looking like a dyke. Like, you also have, like, just a really urban style, you know, yeah. that's, like, noticeable if you go somewhere. To me, like, that's not 
as particularly urban. That's true. When I was when I was at the wedding I was at last week, and I was talking to this uh, woman, and she lives in Seattle, and she was asking me where I like. She was asking myself and my sisters where we all live. My sisters both live in Massachusetts. One is in Boston, and one's a little west of that. And I was like Brooklyn, and she looked at me. She's like, "Oh yeah, duh." Yeah, <laughs> like, people have oh. said that to me too, and I'm like, uh, I don't know what that means, but I think it's completely fair to say that. I just started giggling. I'm like, you know, like about. she lives in Seattle. It's not like she's being like, yeah. You know. And you were in Oakland, yeah. So like exactly. all of those places have like a high degree of overlap, and just in terms of like I guess ideology in yeah. and of itself, but. Um, Anyway, all of that is to say that we hope wherever you are or wherever you're going, you're you, rocking your dyke look. You're rocking your dyke whatever look. Whatever it is, if it's a shaved side of your head, if you're wearing some Oakleys, if you're wearing like a fresh polo, your Euro dyke. Yeah, some some what are those things on your feet called? Tavas. Yes, yeah, some some Tavas. You're working walking tevas, a truthful whatever, and honest past. Whatever your past, footwear, path, whatever, whatever your whatever your footwear, footwear might is. be. And uh, have a happy Labia Day, folks. And thanks so much for tuning in. And, you know, with us, every day is Labia Day. So, <laughs> so uh, God bless. Keep doing you. We love you for who you are. We love you for joining us. And we will catch you next time. Lesbians are miracles.